Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the Event Industry News Podcast. My name is James Dixon, wishing you all a very good morning, a good afternoon, or a good evening, whenever or wherever you are tuning in to today's podcast from. Um, on today's podcast, we welcome a first-time guest to the show. Mr. Kevin Waters is the director of the Event Resources Group, and he joins us today. Kevin, thanks very much for joining the podcast. James, you're very welcome. Thank you. Um, we're going to be talking on the show today um, about, um, I suppose, loosely speaking, training, development, uh, CPD, all of those sort of elements which have cropped up on the podcast uh, in brief before. But I think it's fair to say that looking at some of the notes that, um, that we've prepared ahead of today's recording, I think this is going to be one of the most in-depth conversations uh, that we've had on the podcast about this particular subject matter. But before we get into it, Kevin, again, welcome along to the show. Tell us a little bit before we get into the subject about um, your own professional background and what it is you've done and what you do within the events industry. Sure. Um, I started in the event industry in 1992. Um, I uh, just started my own agency up. Um, I had no experience of the event industry. I had no money. I had no clients. Uh, there was no internet and it was very difficult to find out about this industry, but I was determined to get into it. Um, I suppose I had a bit of schutzpah um, and I got on the telephone and started selling myself. So um, I've now probably been directly and indirectly responsible for winning um, and organizing over 2000 events from my, um, from my, from my own agency. Um, I'm a former board member of the International Special Event Society, which if you think of the initials of that, it's ISIS. Uh, they lost yes. the PR campaign uh, and thankfully changed their name to ILEA, the uh, International Live Events. Yes. I was a former board member before then. Um, and um, I've, I've really done a, pretty much any kind of corporate event you, you can imagine. Um, over the last four years with the Event Resources Group, what I've gone into is we've developed a, a training module consultancy um, and um, we are now uh, certified by the um, uh, con uh, certified uh, meeting professional accreditation. So I've got lots of experience. Uh, I tend now, strangely, um, I, do, I do a lot of conference work for, for my own clients. Um, and uh, I've seen, latterly in life, I've gone into to the music industry, so festivals. Uh, we're doing more and more of those in terms of health and safety advisory um, uh, and some event organisations. So, yeah, good broad spectrum of stuff. I've done pretty much anything you can do corporately. And, and, and it, it gives you, I suppose, just asking you to put an entire career into a couple of minutes in a nutshell is difficult. But certainly just listen to that. It certainly seems that you've got a very uh, a nice broad stream of references when it comes to this particular subject matter that we're going to talk about, which is training, development, how people get on and get into the events industry. It certainly gives you a lot of points of reference in terms of types of job and types of event that you've worked with. Yeah, thanks for that, James. Yeah, it does. Um, and I think the nice thing is, is that um, with the training side of things, I really, uh, really um, enjoy now. I've been doing it, say, for probably about four years. Um, it's great to have the anecdotes to explain to people, um, you know, about things, especially when things go wrong. People love to hear about, you know, something that's going to colour up the story or, or get the lesson across. But when you tell them about the real life things um, and things that go wrong, then, um, then people do sort of perk up and I get, you know, a lot of comments. Uh, thankfully, I get great testimonials, but I get a lot of comments about that side of it. Um, but I'm really sort of interested here today um, in terms of the event industry. And it's the same question as uh, when I was a board member um, for ILEA, um, ISIS, uh, yeah. is that um, the training side of things, it was the, this, this evergreen every year, it would be, oh, we must do something about training in the event industry. 
Um, and that question just keeps going around and around and around. There's so many different qualifications. There's so many different associations. Nobody's giving way. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's almost like Brexit is ever going to be resolved. Um, and um, and I, I'm very, very keen to, 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 to find a solution to that. Um, and I, I'm, 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 I find that the industry, uh, particularly from my side of it, which is from the agency side of things, um, I really f find training a difficult thing to grasp the nettle of. Um, and uh, I, I find that difficult now with the knowledge that I have. Mm. How, that, that, that said, the knowledge that you've got has been gained with, you know, knocking on 30 years, 27 years of, of, of experience since yeah. starting your own agency in 1992. Now, I'm going to throw a couple of points as we get into it. You take a profession like a doctor or a solicitor, somebody like that. There is no way you can enter that profession without having done the necessary training and schooling in order to do that. You have to have studied for seven years, I think, as a, 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 in terms of medical. You know, there, there is a set amount of time and a certain amount of study that you have to do in order to become a solicitor or work in the, you know, as a lawyer in, in, in any respect. And yet the events industry is still one of those industries where, as you did in 1992, you can decide, we can wake up one morning and say, I want to work in the events industry. You can go and knock on a few doors. You can start at the bottom and theoretically work your way up. You know, is that, is that necessarily a good thing in 2019 um, that, that people can just start from the bottom with no qualifications and enter an industry? Yeah, well, I honestly still, James, as much as I, you know, I have two hats here, you know, I, I started that way. I don't want to stop anybody coming into the industry. Um, and um, there are many great event organisers and event planners there um, who have had no training at all. But what, what is, um, is strange is the amount of people that I meet and the amount of people that, that, that come to my courses who say, oh, my God, this is the first training I've ever done. I've never had any training. Mm. Um, yes, there are a, a number of, um, dare I say, younger people now who've got their event management degrees. Um, and, you know, they have got some idea about how to do things, but there's no sort of set ways of doing things. There's no compliance level here. However, there are some there are some difficult things coming on board with the event technology and the changes in the in the, in the, in the job market. This industry is changing fast. Okay, yeah. um, a couple of points I want to make is, is one is about um, health and safety. The, the duh, you know how boring, how dry. No, it's not. You know, I used to be terrified of it as a as a young event planner. I speak to event planners now and event businesses, whether they're corporates or whether they're uh, uh, um, charity uh, not for profit organisations, um, or uh, whether they're event agencies. And I'll be honest with you, most of them, their their information is 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 not up to date. And I think it's really unfair that event planners are put under immense pressure by their management teams, um, whether a corporate or an agency or wherever they're working, and they're supposed to be responsible for this event, and they've got no training in it. So that's the compliance side of things, James. Um, the other side of things that, uh, that is, is changing is technology. This, the event industry is through, being through ups and downs and ups and downs, a bit like the housing market. Um, and, you know, with the last crash we had in, um, in 2007, probably took us five years to get over it. But the event industry is up and up and up. They thought that this stuff would take it over. It's not taking over because what nothing beats the face to face. This is yeah. great connecting with you today, loving it and connecting with the people out there, but nothing beats meeting in a pub, meeting face to face in a meeting, having a conference, getting those points across. So um, what's happening is that we've moved the industry on from let's have a party, let's have a conference, let's just do, we do this every year. Yeah. Now the brands, now the people with the big money want more. 
And what we've got to do is move people's emotions. We talk about moving people emotionally um, in our events. Now, all of this stuff is, is coming on board and not everybody is aware of it. Not everybody who's involved with events gets to, gets to get involved with these massive spectaculars, as I call them, call them, that the brands do. And there's a lot of event planners who are, um, with the greatest respect, do the same events each week, each month, each year. And yeah. they don't get the broader selection of stuff that goes on. I've been very lucky in my career. I've covered so many different areas. So they don't understand about the marketing. They don't understand why they're doing their events sometimes. Um, and they don't understand the inside out of sustainability. They don't know about return on investment. And I don't think that's fair. And I think this, that what's going to happen is those companies and agencies who don't invest in their people are going to find that the other companies are going to take them over. Um, so you've got to invest it forward. You've got to invest in your people. Because what's happening is technology is going to knock out a lot of the day-to-day -day admin that we all do. Okay, yeah. This stuff is going to be taken over by, by AI. I'm sorry, it's true. You may not like it. I don't like it, but that's what's going to happen. And what's going to be left is the specialists. So your team have got to be the specialists. They've got to understand the emotional side of the, uh, 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 of the business. They've got to understand how, what about corporate compliance, marketing, segmentation, you know, verticals, horizontals. You've got to understand that stuff. You've got to understand the whole picture if you want to go on and, and build your agency or move forward with your company. Well, and it's interesting when you mention something like AI, you know, I speak to and, and I'm fortunate enough to interact through this podcast and, and through other lines of work with a lot of um, event technology companies. Um, yeah. And you're right. The sophistication, the level of sophistication that's coming out of some of these companies now is is mind-blowing and what what some of this stuff can do and what it will be able to do in five and ten years time will automate a lot of the processes and a lot of the historic admin that's clogged down event organizers however i still see that there's a paradox there a significant paradox and it, and it ties in with what you were saying about meeting face to face yeah is that you can have all the AI you want to do the admin and the planning and, and algorithms that are, are, are doing this, that, and the other for you, you know, in terms of the planning of it. But if you're fundamentally delivering an event that puts people in a space, you're still dealing with human beings. And there's no algorithm or AI that can predict what people are going to do, which is where the, the health and safety side of it still comes in. It has to have a human element to it because you have to have somebody with a certain level of qualification, understanding common sense, experience in order to look at that side of things you know if you're if you're planning a floor layout you know you still need to have that human element involved in it so there is a great paradox still in, 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 that will perhaps come in the next few years where we rely on technology for certain elements but we still have to have experienced human beings because that's what we're dealing with we're dealing with other human beings yeah, oh, I think you're right. Uh, you are. There is a paradox there, James. At the end of the day, all business is about relationships. Everything is about relationships. Everything comes down to that. Nobody's going to buy from somebody they don't like. Um, and so the, the human side of it is still there. Um, I think that, you know, as you've spoken, you know, and you've spoken well there, there are points here that, that we've got to think about. You know, we talk about floor plans. There's no way that there isn't going to be a, 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 an algorithm for this. I mean, that's, that, that's simple, Simon. You know, so those kind of things. 
things. I'm sorry. How many people, how many uh, into such a space? You know, and I think also a lot of the health and safety side of things, I think that's going to be, you know, going to be coming through. It'll all be programmed out. There will be, you know, uh, somebody will be a top and the tail again. There'll always be a need for live people on the event. But a lot of the, a lot of what we do, as you know, is um, it's a, we're a little bit like um, like icebergs, uh, you know, icebergs oh, yeah, floating yeah. in the sea. You know, what you see is the end of the event. You see the tip here. You know, the work that goes on behind it can be enormous, especially you know, for any kind of large event. So um, I, I, I would disagree and say that I think there's a lot of work that will be taken over by AI. And I think that um, what we want to be doing, if we think about, um, I haven't thought this analogy before, and I don't know if it really works. Please let me know if it's loaded. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at um, uh, just just down the road from me, we've got McLaren, okay, um, the uh, Formula One uh, team, uh, and obviously they, they produce the supercars there for the for the uber wealthy. Um, now, the kind of production that we've used to do in this, this country years and years ago was bog standard, um, heavy industry, producing cars, uh, you know, making making clunky kind of things. Now you're going over to high tech delivery of, of production of things. And that's just, that's in terms of, you know, high level uh, building rockets, building spacecraft, the high level stuff. And that's where industry is going in countries. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen, I believe, with the event industry. We're going to have the day to day stuff. I think a lot of that will be done by, by programs. We'll just tap in, we need this, we need that, and I think it will be done. I don't think that will be an issue. I'm sorry, but that's why I see it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but, but for, 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 for the, the, the creatives who are involved in the spectaculars, you know, or, or very unusual events, or, or events that need a high level of creativity, yes, you need to be there, but you need to understand all the different things about the corporate world, about the brand world. And you don't get that in every environment you work in as an event planner. Very hardworking event planners out there who, you know, who I meet regularly, who, you know, it, it's, it's day-to-day stuff. You know, it's pretty straightforward. It's, it's a cookie-cut sort of events. I'm talking about, you know, maybe something a little bit more difficult than that. And so, therefore... Everybody needs to be trained. And also I find this, and I, I made this mistake with my own agency and it comes down to costs and money and, and budgets are always being cut back. But we've got to look at this and say, well, look, wouldn't it be wonderful if we pay this forward? Let's not train people for an hour job. Let's train them for a career and let's get their skill sets up. It will enhance your business because people will come back, your personnel will come back to your, your business and they'll be, they'll be asking you, why are you doing it like this? Why don't we do it like that? And that's why I think it's useful. Uh, as an as an industry, then do, do do you think that people like yourself, you know, with with uh, a significant amount of experience across a number of different sectors of the events industry, should be getting together and saying, right, what would we like to see in terms of future staff? You know, if if, if I've got somebody coming into my employ, you know, in the next few months, and they don't have a certain uh, qualification or they don't have the certain skills to do this that, and the other what would I like to see out of a training course in order to see them progress do you think there needs to be a, a collective drive to this rather than you know in, individuals like yourself or, or, or certain companies saying right we've got this training course come and do it well I, I think you're right James and I think it's, it's, it's a great um, it's a great thought um, it's something that, that I was talking about as a, as a board director 
I can't remember, but so it was 14 years ago. Uh, and I've met other people in the industry who, who are making inroads into apprenticeships of something in Standout Magazine. I think it's the Princess Trust. They're doing an apprenticeship, apprenticeship program for events. And all of these things are to be, to be applauded and lauded. Um, however, there's so many disparate groups, and I'm probably one of those disparate groups, crying out for this type of training and that type of training. Uh, I'm not sure if, it, if, if there is ever going to be a one-size-fits-all. Um, as you say, you know, our industry... Um, at lower level is not that complex um, but at a higher level it's incredibly complex so um, I'm not sure that there will be one voice because I think there's something like 12 UK event associations I think it'd be very difficult to bring them together mm. to, to, to come up with a common plan it would be great if they could um, I think it's not a discussion I, I'm happy to be involved with that discussion but I'm not sure there needs to be somebody there putting forward a framework I think about exactly what we should be having I think also there can be over education I'm sorry those who have event uh, management degrees that's fantastic it's great that you spent that time doing that but I think that's over education I think what we need is is education in the workplace uh, and then specific you know cherry pick the courses cherry pick what you're going to do learn about something very very specific and that's kind of where I'm going with my company fits mm. very neatly um, but you know we're now we're now developing courses that are going to be specific courses about different types of marketing event marketing um, looking at sustainability and these are going to be fairly short courses half a day where people can jump in jump out and take the skill sets that they want at the moment for their for their business and then they can move that forward and that works very well with the certified meeting planner qualification um that that, that students uh, who come to me are working towards um yeah. which is an american qualification only eleven thousand people in, in the in the world have got it so i think that cherry picking the right kind of education um is, is very useful and and, and I, I would certainly agree with that just instinctively because you, you used you, you use the term one size fits all you know um and even though there are certain events which are you know the old cookie cutter you know it's pretty much standard it would also i think be fair to say that no no event in the events industry is is exactly the same as the other one every event is slightly different therefore it's impossible to really have one training course that suits and delivers a skill set required for every type of event or every aspect of every event going it's just it would be impossible to have that magic training course that could do that um which is perhaps why you know that you're not the first person in the industry to say that they don't necessarily agree with event management degrees per se because a lot of them are very very similar you know that they'll, they'll look at certain modules and everything but people will come out of it and only realize when they step into the industry that perhaps 80% of what they covered in three years of a degree is, is completely now not defunct, but irrelevant to what they're actually going to be doing in the industry. Um, so there is no one size fits all approach because no event is one size fits all. Yeah, I agree with that totally. And it's difficult, you know, I applaud anybody who's finished any kind of a degree. You know, it takes a lot of commitment to get through these things. I'm certain taking nothing away from those people who have done that. Um, I think sometimes it's over-engineered and probably many people who, who, certainly with my education, when I look back, um, you know, I started, started the world in, in, in mechanical and electrical engineering. You know, I didn't use, I didn't use 80% of what I learned. Um, I think that, that goes through. But I think just in terms of the event industry, is that um, the companies uh, should look a little bit broader 
um, uh, look at the, the, the longer term picture because this industry has changed dramatically over the last 10 years, certainly since the financial crisis. Um, and I think it's, it's only going to get um, more and more precise and people are going to be, as we know now, the, the, the large agencies are measuring everything. Everything is measured um, and the return on, on investment now is, is we can be very, very clear about, you know, getting Absolutely. the right from events. So I think that people have got to be very clear about that their people understand this. And there are a lot of people in the event industry who do a great job who 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 never heard of it or never done return on investment? Never never. Some people don't even do a spreadsheet, you know, because it's not part of their remit. It's not part of their job. And I'm just saying that I think that there needs to be more of a general awareness in many many subjects that could be of great benefit to organisations. This is this is definitely again something that as 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 um, as not perked my interest, but I, I would instinctively agree with is that. The, the level of precision now that's required when delivering events. And as you say, ROI, measurability, you know, there's loads of buzzwords that get, that get thrown about, but, you know, again, go back to some of the event tech. I've seen event tech. There's a wonderful event tech now where you can, you can measure, you know, how many people are walking around in a particular, you know, 20 square meters of an exhibition floor, you know, with either cameras or, or, or touch points that are pinging to phones, you know, stuff like exposure analytics, you know, springs to mind, those sort of companies that can really, really bring you some brilliant analytics to show how many people not just came in, but dwelled in a certain area. It's that level of precision with the industry now that, people who are working and delivering events have to understand. They have to understand the demands that are going to be placed on them by their clients and what the client wants to see by return of investment in terms of data, statistics, measurability, who came, who went, who stayed, who went over there, who went over there. And that's where I see the sort of the, the training starting to come in is understanding the, the level of precision that's required now um, when you're answering to your client who's paying the bill. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, one of my one of my discussion points um, uh, in terms of uh, when I'm putting this across to, to when I'm running courses and training and also if I'm in front of my own clients now um, and and, you know, we, we, we win quite a few events by doing so. I actually ask people, why are you doing this event? Yeah. What are you doing it for? Why are you spending all this money and time? And a lot of times people are taken aback by that. Not everybody, please. I realize there's some very, very sophisticated marketeers and event people, event professionals, but some companies, some people are spending money at events because we do it every year. Well, it's this year's kickoff meeting. It's this year's conference. It's this year's Christmas party. Family barbecue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah great. And there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff, but let's really look into say, well, what do we want? What is the essence? What is the real thing we're looking for from this event? And sometimes it's just changing people's mindsets. And when I talk to people um, in the industry um, about this kind of mindset, you know, it, 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 it does shock some of them. They're thinking, well, well, you know, I, I, don't, I haven't really thought that in depth about it. So it, people don't always. It's a little bit rote-like. So I'm saying, great, let's have more events. Let's have more of the right type of events. But let's just make sure that we're spending money wisely and really making sure that we're getting what we want from the event. Otherwise, do something else. Do some advertising. Send people on a, a, a you know an, an away trip. You know, uh, give them vouchers for Amazon. I'm sorry. You know, let's really think what are we getting from this because there's a the lot. You know, you've got to be clever about how you spend your money now. Budgets are still tight in certain places. 
Um, and you know, the, the as I say, the big brands, the big the, the big corporates will still spend, spend money, but you've got to give them the right reason. But for the general run of the meal event, yeah, it's still great fun to have a party every year. We have a Christmas party, so we do it every year. But if we really think about it a little bit more, could we make a big difference in that Christmas party? Couldn't we make a small difference in that family fun day? You know, just something that makes it a little bit more. And a lot of the time, I don't think people give it that thought about what's the end result? What's the end result? They're thinking about, it's, it's, it's this year's event. What do they want from it? So that's kind of what I'm saying. It's a simple question, isn't it? Why? And if somebody can answer why, or if they, if they can't, but they put a bit of thought into it and they actually spend a bit of time to think, hold on, why are we doing this? Why will lead to whatever your reasons are and whatever those reasons are will lead to ways to improve or how to deliver those those results so what one simple one word question why can lead to a complete transformation in some events yeah for yeah. the better yeah yeah i think so i think so i think that's where education comes as well i think also what i find um once again you know speaking from my own perspective in terms of, of the training that i do uh, I think everybody needs to be re-inspired. Um, and a lot of the time, you're not going to be listening to people in-house. And it's good to have an outside perspective. Um, uh, certainly with my old agency, I think we were, were uh, if I'm truthful, I think I was a bit insular. You know, we don't need to look too much about what other people are doing. Let's just focus on what we're doing. And I think that's another great thing about training. Not only are you meeting like-minded uh, event professionals, um, but you're taking, um, you're taking a measure against somebody who's got, you know, i.e. a lecturer or, uh, uh, you know, a, a teacher, somebody in front of you who's hopefully actually walked their talk and been in this, this industry yeah. a long time. And, and it's changing people's mindsets. And often people will go back to their office, you know, re-inspired about their role, which might be actually pretty mundane. You know, not, not all event industry people are, are, you know, going to international, you know, international events or international sporting events you know it's kind of like I wanted to get into it I thought that was what it was all about and it was for a while a part of my career um but you know we've got to we've got to, got to inspire people okay you may not want to spend money to do that but you might want to spend money to inspire people to come back to your office with a, a new idea about something hey I've got a new idea <laughs> hey why don't we think of it like this that might that might add another 100 grand to your turnover mm. that might add another you know 100 grand to your to your income you know it's just yeah. it's just an idea and I think sometimes it, people uh, don't think like that. And I, and I think I didn't think like that. And I think it was to my detriment that I was, a, I was insular. But then again, I'm speaking, you know, 10 years on. Yeah. Uh, uh, something interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm conscious, conscious on time and, and, and you know, we're, we're well into today's episode already. But something I was, I was keen to, to, to put to you and ask you about is um, a statistic and something that I read ahead of today's recording that in the USA, planners uh, and event professionals who have got a CMP, a certified meeting professional, a certified meeting planner qualification, yeah. are proven to earn more than their non-qualified counterparts. Now, again, because we've, I think we're in agreement that the industry is not a one size fits all. So we can't have this sort of scaled tiered wage system like you would have in the public sector, for example, where, but is there an argument to say that actually in the events industry, we should be rewarding people who are developing themselves and who have got certain qualifications. And, and is it something that it could be an incentive for people who are working in the industry to go and do qualifications like that, knowing that potentially their, their earning potential becomes higher in, in getting that qualification? 
Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's a, it's a, it's a noble thing. Um, at the end of the day, um, I'll give you a very quick analogy. A really good mate of mine has run a, a garage for forty years. Okay, and it's a small garage. He's kept in business because he does MOTs. Now, the MOT standard, the machinery, the recording, the measurement stuff you have to have costs a lot of money for a small garage and they decided him and his brother they would keep buying his machinery keep doing the examinations keep themselves as an mot station and that has that has, that has undoubtedly proven their success over 40 years other little garages have gone by the wayside um, and i've never heard of any any educational bar dropping Okay, so um, in terms of uh, in terms of getting a CMP, which is very very, it's not a straightforward thing. It's you need at least twenty five hours um, CMP instruction from a, a preferred preferred um, provider. I think they call which is what we are. Yeah. Um, you then have to study for the exam. It's a three and a half hour exam. There's something like three hundred and sixty uh, questions, um, and it's it's a great tick, you know, a ticket, you know, a feather in your cap, and it's great on your CV. So I think that these things are useful, and I think one of the other things we we're talking about, just in terms of um, um, continual professional development, was CPD, which we also uh, provide for our courses and for our ebooks and for things like this, um, for your CVs, is that. Um, you know, it's interesting that these units, I, 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 I was uh, talking to Adam a little bit about this, is that it, it, there should be a way that maybe that the that, that event professionals, that we could have a framework, something simple, something straightforward, measurable, that when people are working on an event, that they can get credits and units towards a CMP or a CPD. So mm -hmm. there, 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 you know, there, there is a framework. I know that some surveyors, once they qualify, if they want to go on to become um, a chartered, um, if they do so many years and their work is recorded, they don't have to do. They didn't do another exam. They become chartered. Now, no, we're not we're not surveyors. We're not doctors. Um, what I'm saying is that the industry is progressing, and it's not going to go back. Health and safety is progressing. The levels of qualifications you require are higher and higher, and nothing is going back. So the same with the MOT station. It'll become the same with the event industry because things will only get tougher. Mm. We've been talking today on the podcast to Kevin Waters. Kevin is the director of the Event Resources Group, and we've been discussing CPD training, um, the uh, certified meeting uh, planner qualification that is now available through the Event Resources Group, and um, and Kevin's thoughts and, uh, and opinions, I suppose, on on the subject of, of training and development within the events industry. Um, Kevin, if if any of our podcast listeners and watchers want to reach out to you guys and, and get in touch, find out a little bit more about some of the stuff that we've spoken about. The podcast how do they get in touch with you okay uh, thanks for that james um okay simplest thing is you can uh, email me uh, k waters w-a-t-e-r-s at eventresourcesgroup.co.uk that's k waters at eventresourcesgroup.co.uk um we've recently uh, started um a facebook group called the ultimate event group uh, as I say, it's a Facebook group, the ultimate event group. Um, we're very early days into that. There will be live training from me, guest interviews, live training from other people. It will become a forum. But the idea is it's, become, it's going to become more of a training-led forum than purely uh, an advisory forum. It, of course, will be networking, talking to each other. But if that's easy, if you're a Facebook person, then go on to that, the ultimate event group. Um, we're a new group. We're going to get up to 500 people. Then it will become closed because there will be live free trainings. And, of course, there'll be the opportunity if you want to take further training with us onwards. So that's it, James. It's been fantastic today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, Not a problem at all. Happy to speak to you and to your audience today.
Not a problem at all. And, uh, and on the subject of speaking to our audience, if you are listening to today's podcast via your favourite podcast downloader, don't forget that you can hop over to eventindustrynews.com where we've got videos of all the podcasts, which you can go and look at, all the archives from all the years that we've been doing the podcast. Um, and whilst you're on Event Industry News, you can also check out the latest features, the uh, buyer's guides, all the stuff that's on eventindustrynews.com. If you are already on there and you're watching the video of today's podcast, then you can go in the opposite direction as well. Get onto your mobile phone or your laptop or your tablet. Get onto your favorite podcast downloader and you can access all of the audio versions of all the podcasts that we've recorded and uh, have a little listen. They've all got a nice little synopsis so you can find all of the different subjects that suit the area of the events industry that you're working in and have a listen to those and see what you pick up and learn from all of the guests that we've had on over the years. Thanks again to today's guests, Kevin Waters from the Event Resources Group. My name's James Dixon and we'll see you on the next edition of the podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye.